once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello and welcome to another edition of the C-Squared Podcast. This is Curtis, your host with my co-host, Aaliyah, and we're here with the big dude himself, Kevin Stewart-Panko, also from Decibel, uh, Metal Injection, V13, Zero Tolerance, and a zillion other different publications that I'm probably forgetting. Um, And we would like to welcome Kevin to the podcast once again. So hello, Kevin. How are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm all right. I'm, you know, thanks thanks for having me back. Good to be here. Th- th- it's a good thing that we finally are able to uh, actually do it. I, how many times have, have we canceled on one another since the I last time? I think four. Yeah, it's been it's been, it's, it's all it's been it's been pretty comical actually. But anyway, <laughs> we made it. We'll, we'll hopefully 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 it won't be an issue next time too. So to start off, we're going to do what the first yes, question always do, which is give yourself a nutshell version of who you are and what you do. Um. My name is Kevin Stewart Panko, Libra. Um, I write for, I write about metal. Um, it's, I do it, I've done it for a long time. I do it every day. I've done it every day since I was probably 14 years old. Started doing a fanzine back in the day of fanzines that morphed into writing for glossy paper publications um more of them newsprint newsprint uh yeah and here i am so you know i write for like um i don't even know like eight or nine outlets now i i have written for a lot of places that don't even or a lot of outlets don't even exist anymore Mm -hmm. um in my as i like to describe it and as i you know it's going to seem pretty repetitive repetitive as I probably said it on the last time I was here but it, my life is basically a hobby that got out of control so there you go <laughs> awesome uh now before we go into Aaliyah's question I want to start off with something that's probably um before we get sidetracked or anything else so we had a couple things we had discussed prior to airing uh you wanted to tell us about a tale of uh meeting or t- or dealing with casket robbery at one point okay well all right, all right. I, I i think we should also like there should be some kind of context to this because we were talking about um what were we talking about last time sort of just you know it was everything <laughs> publicity pr you know taking yeah. advantage of whatever opportunities arise and that yeah. kind of thing and i actually just um, and I've listened to, you know, other episodes of the podcast, so I, I kind of get a handle on what, or I've sort of got a handle on what you guys are sort of getting at and who's listening. Because at first I didn't understand, like, like who would be listening to this and yeah. why you wanted me on here and any of that stuff. I was just like, why the fuck would anyone want to talk to me? I don't, I don't know. But anyway, um, so, yeah, the context is, is that the idea that, you know, any opportunity or any situation can be an opportunity for press PR. You never know who you're meeting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, okay. So the story goes like this. I was on tour with Hate Eternal, Hate Eternal, Cannibal Corpse, and Harm's Way. We played nice. in Madison, Wisconsin, um, in a band called 
casket robbery open. And at the time I was like, all right, whatever, you know, another local opening band. Cool. They were cool people and stuff like that. But here's the thing. That was the end of 2017, I believe, maybe 2018. Um, so like literally, I think a few weeks before the last episode or the first episode I was on, mm -hmm. I got an email from somebody and it was like casket robbery does this, you know, new song, blah, blah, blah. And I, I thought <laughs> this is where the stupid part comes in. I thought it was casket lottery, the band, what? the, you know, the band with like X members of coalesce, the sort of like indie rock band. Yeah. 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 And, you know, like I said before, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not strictly a, you know, Gore Guts and metal dude, whatever. I listen to all kinds of stuff, but like, you know, I, I kind of, I've always been a huge coalesce fan and, um, and I kind of followed like what they've been doing over the years or tried to anyway. So I got this email, you know, casket lottery, new song, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, cool. I didn't even know casket lottery still existed. Click on it. And it's casket robbery. And then I'm looking at this picture and I'm like, that's not casket lottery. Cause first of all, there's a woman in the band. Second of all, wait a second. These people look familiar. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking back to this show and I'm like, kind of, I started reading about them. I'm like, Oh, that's that band who was set up next to us at that, shitty mercury and this is where it becomes i don't know this is kind of why it stood out so the place a lot of places on that tour cannibal corpse were booked into weren't really used to having big metal shows um they were sort of like i guess in some ways cannibal corpse has outgrown some of the bigger metal venues um mm -hmm. but not at the not at the stand not at the stage where they're playing like ahl arenas kind of thing you know what i mean yeah so a lot of these places weren't used to having metal bands in, which meant they wouldn't really have very big areas for merch, merch sales. Yeah. And if you ever, if you ever seen Cannibal Corpse live, you know that there's just like, they'll take up a, you know, a whole air merch area themselves. So Cannibal Corpse got the main area because they're a headliner. That's how it works. All the other bands got sent to this shitty fucking balcony area, like three floors above the venue. No way. So we kind of figured it out. We were up there and this casket, robbery yeah casket robbery man were set up next to us and you know i guess they were really chuffed to be there because you know if you're a death metal band you're opening for cannibal corpse you're probably pretty happy mm -hmm. and the singer i think her name was megan or something mm -hmm. like that yep. yeah she was really cool and really personable and you know she kind of kicked open a window that was needed to be open because there's really stuffy and no air conditioning up there and we we're all having a good time laughing about it and just laughing about being in this shitty shitty spot where nobody was nobody knew was up there and all that kind of stuff and there you go so that's my association with casket robbery and then because of that because of me thinking they were casket lottery when i got that email i hate to be the dick who's like i actually sort of said okay well i'll check these guys out and see what see what they're all about and there you go that's you know there's your um how to stand six out. degrees of separation on how to sometimes get PR even when you're not looking for it in a way I don't know <laughs> well well can you also tell okay for for another context thing or not uh sort of in the same context do you want to talk about how you ended up talking to wardens as well back in 2018 2019 whatever it was uh yeah that was 20 yeah 2017 or 2018 so I was no that yeah that was 2017 I was on tour with tombs Mm -hmm. we were driving to the first date of a tour in atlanta yeah 
from where they're from in New York, New Jersey area, stopped into a truck stop to get gas and snacks and stuff. And this, so, you know, one thing that you start to notice when you're on the road enough, you'll start to see like, you know, who the bands are, the vans with the trailers or the vans that are really scuzzy looking or the vans that are rented or whatever from um, Bandigo or green vans or whatever. So this, mm-hmm. this van and trailer pull in next to us and out steps this dude wearing a, uh, what was the name of that band? It's like this British crust punk band that has like a cello player. Like, man, they're awesome. I just, I totally can't remember their name right now, yes. but it's like, they're obviously a band. This guy's wearing a shirt of this band that probably no one's heard of. And I'm like, I have to talk to these guys. Turns out they're in this band called Wardens and they're playing like, they're basically doing like a basement squat type tour all the way down the East coast. And they handed me like um, a bunch of CD demos or CD EPs and stuff and cool. Got home with it or got home from that tour, had still had these with me. And to make a long story short, I ended up writing like a 3000 word piece about them on, um, on noisy.com yep. just based on that meeting about how oh yeah it's the old school way of meeting people in person and listening to cds as opposed to being swamped with digital bullshit and etc 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 and there you go nice so i guess the moral of the story is um be, don't be a dick be cool to everybody no <laughs> it was more like you never know who you're going to be running into and you never know who you're going to be running into but also i mean i know it's hard sometimes to not be a dick because moods yeah. lack of sleep lack of mm-hmm. lettuce mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff goes goes into playing into bad moods and sun yeah. and not so sunny dis- dispositions but you know man just you know just pat a few backs what, what is the, the expression shake a few babies Kiss a few oh, hands. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Sorry, Aliyah, you... sorry if that derailed your uh, initial <laughs> questions, guys. <laughs> it's all good. I think Aliyah wanted to ask the next question, though. All right. Yeah, but I wanted to say that that's, it's actually just kind of an old philosophical principle, like to always be kind. As they mm-hmm. say, you never know, you may be entertaining angels unaware, you know, yeah. just yeah. always, always be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Hard as sometimes it may be. Yeah. So always try, I guess. Always try. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned that you write for several different publications and you have yeah. done so for such a long time. And I wondered if you could give us a little insight in detail, like what is your favorite way to receive pitches? Like if a band were to pitch you, how would you want them to pitch you? Um... Other than in person. I think that it's kind of hard to say because I mean, like my favorite way, I mean, as long as something is clear and concise, um, the one thing I have noticed ever since, and I, maybe I didn't notice this before, or maybe I did and I just never paid attention. But since the last time I was on, I started noticing just sort of more so how press packets are constructed and what sort of irked me about them and what didn't um i guess there's not there isn't really a particular way to say get my attention but i will say that what does get my attention is you know your usual stuff throw in a for fans of please and also if you're gonna do that like like at least put a little bit of um like 
thought into it as opposed to saying, hey, we're a thrash band and we sound like Slayer, Exodus and Metallica. It's like, <laughs> well, unless you really do. I mean, why not say, you know, violence, Death Angel and, you know, in Destroy or something like like give it a little bit of like, you know, separate yourself from the pack a little bit. Um, one thing that I've also noticed, and this is also going back like, you know, to the Stone Ages just terrible pictures i mean i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna not listen to something because a picture looks bad but i just find that like dude standing in front of a wall is kind of played out yep um and dude standing in a forest while you know maybe not as old as dude standing in front of a wall is kind of getting played out too i sort of like to give you a story of you know just um how to possibly gain someone's attention that way is I have a friend who is a, a professional photographer she works in um like uh like stock photography stuff or at the time she was anyway and she also does concert pictures she takes band bio photos promo shots the whole thing and I ran into her once at some point when she was getting laid off at, of a job or something and we were just kind of talking about you know, how to go forward. And she wanted to go forward more working with bands. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you're a photographer, you must have all kinds of crazy ideas as to like how to just gussy up band promo shots. And she's like, well, not really. And I'm like, what do you mean? So I just started listing off, like, you know, do this, do this, do this. And I couldn't believe that somebody who was a professional photographer hadn't thought of some of this stuff, but, you know, try and be a little unique, I guess. Um, it, you know, especially in cases where, you know, idiots like me are getting like, you know, two, 300 emails a day and 175 records sent to me like a day kind of thing. And it's like, it's not always going to be the, um, you know, how great you think you are. <laughs> that's yep. going to get me. It, it might be something as unique as a picture. Or it might be something unique as, hey, they compared themselves to um, some obscure band that I used to listen to in like 1992 and Oh, I'm going to check it out. Or, you know, an awesome bio could do the trick or an awesome band name could do the trick. So, I mean, I'm not really one that's down for the whole flattery will get you everywhere thing. I'm not really one who's, who's down for the, as much for the personalized stuff. I don't really care if you know who I am or if you follow what I've written over the years and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. It's just kind of like, I, kn I know people like the sort of personalized stuff to people and people like receiving personalized sort of um, pitches. Yep. But I also realized that you're sending this out to more than five people or more than a handful of people. So I expect some form of form letterness. I expect um, some form of um, generic, uh, I don't know, whatever you want, generic text speak or something mm -hmm. so i don't get offended at that stuff like that i don't know it sounds like there are some people out there who do and i i don't know i guess that's to each his own but with me it all boils down to you know if i'm going to hit play on this if it's if it's good then it's going to connect with me it's not so much the way you describe yourself that connects to me or you know how awesome your hair is or you know yeah. what awesome cool band you know, bootleg shirts you have in your picture. It's like, you know, I mean, all that might play into it. If some dude's wearing like a, 
a rare you know, homemade nihilist shirt i might say oh okay well at least he went that far let's check it out <laughs> so, so i want I, I want to ask you uh going back just a little bit kevin um huh. Sorry, Aaliyah, if I'm if I'm if I'm not getting on the right track, but you had mentioned before about how you prefer, unless I misunderstood, you prefer CD over digital. Is that the case with reviews and stuff? Or I think I lost you. Um, I no, it doesn't matter. I mean, okay, I have you know, if I turn this, you know, my computer this way, you'll see that I don't need any more CDs. And if we turn it that way too, you're going to see that, uh, yeah, I really don't need any more CDs. However, if, if there's something really cool that's out there and whatever, I'll, I'm not, a you know, I, I'm still a fan. I still buy stuff. So um, I don't necessarily require any, you know, preferred format. Um, I mean, I know obviously digital is the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Um, so you know, whatever you want to do, shipping, shipping's a pain in the ass. I live in Canada. So, you know, if a band's shipping from somewhere else, it's probably going to cost them, you know, at least a midget arm and a leg. So, <laughs> you know, don't don't bother. Like, you know, save save yourself a little bit of, uh, you know, Starbucks money or something. I don't know. So, okay. So you don't care about that. So last yeah. thing, or are we going to the next question though, is does one thing that I always get asked is does giving the reviewer a CD bump you to the top of the list? No, the, my list is all based on, okay, so mm -hmm. well, there are various lists. <laughs> There's the list of stuff I get, and I, I have to pick from that list depending on what I get assigned. Um, I write a column in Decibel Magazine called Throw Me a Frickin' Bone, which is basically all unsigned bands, demo bands, that kind of stuff. That list and what appears in that column is basically based on like it's chronological. Mm -hmm. So um, sometimes it, ha it has happened. I mean, the list is extensive, not expensive. The list is extensive and there's a lot of backlog. So mm -hmm. sometimes it, it has come to the fact or the point where um, I've had something waiting in that list for a, a few months, maybe a year. And by the time I get to it, it's like, Oh wait, I can't write about this band in this column because, Oh, they've been signed. So you know, got to skip over that, but I try to keep it. If you've sent me something, you know, I know I can't write about everything, but I try to at least consider it or give it a mention somehow. Yeah. Um, as we both know, or as we all know, both as in, well, as the three of us know, and anyone listening yeah. to us, there's just, there's more music out there and then there is time to listen to. Um, so yeah it's <laughs> like I, I as much as as try as i might i can't listen to everything because there's just days i want to go back and listen to left hand path i'd rather just listen to that as opposed to oh great another 50 holics promos of uh, people, <laughs> people people breathing breathing down my neck to write about their bands i just mm -hmm. want to listen to left hand path <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I, I can't imagine that kind of pressure, but okay. So let me ask you this just about the column before we go into the real next question. So, um, so this is you, a fake question. Is that what you're saying? Those fake, yes. Um, Sorry. I got too distracted. What, what was I going to ask you, Kevin? Oh, I know what it was. So for the decibel column, can you go over with people uh, how many roughly uh, you can review in each column? I think it's bi-monthly, right? 
Is it bi-monthly? Uh, it's, it's been a bit more frequent the last, I'd say, five to six months. There was a okay. spell, I think, last 20... Wait, what year are we in? I've lost all track of. <laughs> I think Dude, I, lo I lost track of all all track of time like 16 months ago. I don't even yeah. know what it is anymore. Um, I think 2019 into 2020, there was a spell where, for whatever reason, you know, the I I think I only did like one or two of those columns. And I mean, I, I know it comes down to, you know, page space advertising, um, like pagination you know, they have to sort of weave in the vinyl column with the unsigned band column with whatever else. So, you know, you know, there was like a gap basically is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, now it's a bit more frequent. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> how, how many per month do you oh, roughly right. cover? Um, okay, so the interesting thing about that column is that every column is, is based on a theme that I come up with. Yeah. Um, I try to keep the reviews... 50-ish words maybe a little bit more based on this ridiculous whatever ridiculous theme I come up with so I can squeeze in about minimum 10 sometimes as much as 12 or 13 into a demo or a throw me a freaking bone column yeah um cool. not everybody appreciates the theme that sometimes people just want me to like why can't you just write about bands normally I go well there's an entire magazine like entire 60 pages ahead of this one page that writes about bands normally you can go read that. No one's told me not to do it at Decibel, so I'm gonna keep doing, <laughs> keep doing it until they tell me to stop. <laughs> There's another philosophy of the way my life is run: keep doing it until they tell you to stop. Well, hold, 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 hold. <laughs> no, one, no one's told me to stop writing about music yet, so I, mean, I can't stop. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna let Aaliyah follow up the question. <laughs> I lost my spot too. I was gonna say, don't bring that into the uh, our talk discussion about consent. But yes, um, <laughs> sorry that that that's not. <laughs> I'm... Oh man! But uh, no, I I think that it's really beneficial that Decibel has all those set different sec sections and types of columns because otherwise it's it, it just allows place for people who aren't signed people who have like the small mercies column and uh, metal hammer it's like those types of things that just allow smaller bands to kind of get in there a little bit you know but they don't have to yeah it just allows them to leak in a little bit yeah no and they and metal well i also write for metal hammer so they have like the, the band of the month stuff or what is it the is it called band of the month whatever it's called i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. So I've done a couple of those too. And so, yeah, no, I mean, I think that, I think that anybody who's involved in metal at this level understands that, you know, this, this scene has kind of built itself over the years. It's like, you know, can't, you know, don't forget your roots, that whole sort of thing. So I, and, you know, you also have to look at the fact that, you know, that's the future of this whole mess. Um, right. <laughs> Cannibal Corpse aren't going to be around forever as much as we'd love them to be, but at some point. Yeah. Do you have a favorite type of column that you write? Um, I mean, it's going to, I'll say it depends on my, uh, my mood. Like, 
the uh the mood <laughs> yeah go going back to the throw me a freaking bone thing it's like i enjoy doing that because i have i have that free reign to sort of create these dumb themes for it myself and basically try and f write about metal bands based on like you know the last couple things was have had to do with like olympic sports and obscure sports and just dumb stuff like you know but i do that in a way one to you know write about the bands and help the bands out and two to entertain myself i mean i sit in this room you know i spend so much time in my room which is my home office and stuff like that and you know like staring at the walls as long as i have it'll drive you crazy if you're not like at least doing something entertaining so if i if i was just pumping out copy for the sake of it and like not trying to make myself laugh at least or at least entertain myself then i probably would have put a bullet in my head a while ago or at least maybe i'd have a real job by now but <laughs> <laughs> but you know i i just you know part of it is just me writing to you know whatever i think the audience is but you know i'm the 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 jerk at the front of that crowd <laughs> i don't know so to answer to not answer your question i guess is um i, I like writing the bone the freaking bone column um i don't really call them i i don't really do any more i used to do like a jazz column for an indie rock magazine i like doing that just because it was like you know i'm a huge jazz fan and it was like writing about something different and writing in my sort of whatever style about jazz to people who were reading about jazz was probably different for those people mm. so i kind of used to get a kick out of that um yeah and then like you know in past in the past i've written there used to be this thing i used to do called heavy metals rim shots where i'd review bands like with like like one sentences or one word or whatever and just like That's doing fun. stuff like that just sort of challenges your writer's muscle um which i'm glad i get to do and you know um yeah i'm happy i get to do that as opposed to like i said just churning out um flowery um what do you call it flowery praise and and such <laughs> yeah and it's more entertaining to read anyway well um, i mean yeah i i've had people you know, I'll get messages here and there from friends after like a certain issue comes out and they'll be like, oh, I can't believe you said this. And I'm like, or I thought that was hilarious or, you know, like I never would imagine like comparing like brutal death metal to like 70s, 70s tennis player Roscoe Tanner. And I'm like, to me, that shit makes perfect sense. I don't know. <laughs> so, Kevin, now let, um, to get on to the real questions now. Since uh, we're, we're down to about 20 minutes left. We've already Sorry. done it. Holy crap. Can't believe that. Um, actually, no. One one fake question. One more fake question. Let's take a bit more of a detour. So out of all the bands that you've written about years, what is the Kevin Stewart Panko style that he likes the most? I think I know what it is, but I want to hear it from your own your own mouth. Like musically, you mean? Music style. You yeah, like what is the band type of band that Kevin likes to write about the most? Like if you pitched him this type of band, you'd be like, I'm all fucking over it. Uh, I'd go with, I don't know what I'd go with. I'd go with Grindcore, 
brash metal, anything avant-garde, um, which, you know, avant-garde slash weird. Um, <laughs> I mean, death metal, but certain types of death metal, I kind of gravitate a bit more towards. Um, uh, <laughs> Holy crap. Like, I like a lot of instrumental music. Um, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, like I could, I could, I could tell you all that and just list off all like what I was, well, sorry, what I've just listed off. Great. But my favorite, one of my favorite bands of all time is a band from the late eighties, early nineties, Britain called the beyond who kind of don't fit, fall into any of that. So yeah, I'm not like, I'm not an easy person to pick to sort of, um, what do you call it? Put a thumb on or yeah, nail down, yeah. which in some ways is great. And I think I mentioned this last time on the last episode as well. Some ways it's great. In other ways, it's like, like, I just can't ignore something because it's, you know, black metal or death metal or whatever. Yeah. Like if, if, if something, something is make is having me gravitate towards that, whether it's something I listen to a lot or not, I will. Um, it's a great, burden on my time because <laughs> like like i like we were saying there's only so much time in the world and there's tons of music out there and there's only and there's only so much space that a uh magazine website whatever publication is going to allow me to do my thing like i could you know and i'm also not a not afraid to you know call things out that aren't good so to speak like i i you know i i'm not going to say i relish in giving negative reviews but I will if something negative to me is handed to me or I will not, I will not gloss on the parts of a or gloss over the parts of a record that are subpar or something. If it's somebody who's established. You make but, it funny. You've, you've always made it funny whenever, whenever, whenever you give a negative review or at least 99% of the time, you usually make it funny. Okay. Well, cool. Thanks. I'm that, glad that, you. That's the way it looks out on that. Cool. Yeah. I feel like most humor is kind of comes out of a, it's it's hard to be funny without being mean sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some, yeah. I mean. But meanness is made so much better by humor. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, like there's a reason that, uh, um, what's her name? Lisa Lampanelli is still a comedian, you know what I mean? Like yeah. like the full on just make fun of everything, rip everything in a, a second hole, um, like, not having no fear of you know all the isms and still people are you know and, and it's weird because i mean i know we're getting off topic here speaking of lisa lampanelli the most unmetal <laughs> person we could probably be talking about at this point but yeah. it's weird because she does her thing but she also her audience also seems to be like the most like if you looked at like the most marginalized groups of society like those are like her biggest fans and i you know, I don't get it, <laughs> but now I don't know. I guess, you know, certain, certain groups, people are, maybe they're just, they're able to sort of, um, I don't know, use their sense of humor to deal with their pain and oppression and whatever else. And she speaks to them and I don't know, man, it's a, it's a very tangled web. This damn yeah. planet we're rotting on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, true. Uh, so Ali, I wanted to have you ask, the last question before I go to the next question, because that might take a bit, and, I, and we've only got like 
15 minutes. I don't want that question. Okay. Kevin, can you explain to us why? Why are you not on social media? Do you have reasons? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I not, I don't know. It's just not, it's just not my thing. It never, it never really was. Um, I don't really feel the need to like put my life out there for strangers to know. It, it, I always say like to friends of mine who say, Hey, you know, well, what have you been up to? If you've been up to, or, you know, like if you just post this stuff online or on Facebook or like whatever, like I know, and I'm like, well, you can just ask me, like, you have my phone number, you have my email address. Like, if you want to know that badly, if it's that important to you, like, whatever, or I'll let you know. Um, I sit in front of a computer enough. I don't need to sit in front of a computer more doing Facebook and um, following people on Twitter and whatever else. Um, granted, I'm also a very private person. Um, there are, you know, some, uh, <laughs> I already know what I'm getting, what I'm getting at. I'm just, <laughs> I just don't feel the need or like, you know, sure. yeah, I guess that's kind of what it boils down to. And it, I find it really time consuming. And also, you know, like the whole, I have issues as, as well, here we go. As somebody who has been a victim of identity theft, oh, I, I don't feel the need to like, you know, make it any easier for, you know, I don't know, Russians, I guess. I don't know whoever's out there doing that stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I I had some pretty ridiculous stuff happen to me a few years ago. And I, I voluntarily, well, half voluntarily, kind of half out of necessity, had to pull a lot of stuff offline, like, like a lot of my banking stuff, a lot of um, anything that would kind of identify me as I sit here talking on a podcast to like her and everything, of course, but, you know, whatever. No, yeah. no one's ever accused me of being the smartest person in the world but anyway um yeah no i just it, it's just one of those things that it, to me anyway it just seemed like it was something that didn't really seem like a very good use of my time <laughs> and i understand you know people are into it people there are very good reasons for it in terms of keeping in touch with friends and family which you'd think for somebody who me, like me, who's most of my friends live in other countries, I would be on Facebook and, or whatever the, uh, the new hip thing is now that Facebook's a, a right-wing cesspool of misinformation, <laughs> according to, according to all the, uh, the, the tech headlines I've been reading. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I, it's just, just not my bag, man. <laughs> So but I'm, I, I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to like look down or talk down or think less of somebody because they're, they're into it. I understand, especially for bands, businesses, magazines, publications, whatever, like it's, it's a necessity. Yep. Um, so there you go. Um, were, were you ever on social media? And then you kind of like. Never. Okay. I have never. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I feel like you're already to the point in your career where you don't need to connect with more people. People find you. People well, seek you out. Yeah, so sure. Not so much a necessity for you. Um, you're probably right. I don't know. I mean, uh, I've had friends tell me that I've, 
you know, I've probably missed out on missed out on a lot of opportunities not being on Facebook and stuff like that. But mm. I guess I'll never know. In the mm. same way that you know, people people who will ask me, you know, um, people who aren't involved in metal will ask me, "What do you, you know, what's your connection to that quote unquote white boy music?" And it's like, well, I'm I'm half white, half black, by the way. If you didn't know that, so <laughs> it's like, you know, there's a very there's there's a there's a side to it where it's like there's there's certain people in my life who just don't get why I don't listen to exclusively black music. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, music sorry. is music, though, and it doesn't have to have ties like that. You know, when when um when we when I watch the playback of this, I'm gonna like watch that part and go oh that's what i was trying to say and i just totally, like, had a brain freeze right when it was supposed to come out of my mouth so i apologize in advance plus you have a question you want to get on to don't you um we have one last one yes um we got about nine minutes so bad. Gonna, you're probably gonna message me the, the day after this goes up and you're gonna be like that's what i wanted to say yeah <laughs> probably if not 15 minutes after <laughs> right away yes this is what i wanted um so one thing so let's talk about blunders on pitching we talked okay. about this last time, um, but we got to go rapid. We got ten minutes. Um, so, what are the worst blunders you've ever seen with pitching? Um, I, I don't know if there's. I don't know if there's so much blunt. I can't really say blunders like specific things that stand out. There are things that bother me, that kind of irk me about you know about what I'm finding in a lot of press stuff. Yeah, I'm. Um, you know, the whole idea that every album that seems to come out now is either long-awaited, <laughs> um, genre-defying or genre-defining. Never done that. Oh, you have. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said genre-defining. If I've said genre-defining, I will eat my words. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> You're I'm gonna. Pretty, well, I mean, maybe, maybe it's just. It's so it's so common that I just thought that you did it, but it's very common. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just stuff. It's just stuff like that. Where I mean, I understand there's a job to do. There's like you need to like hype stuff up. You need to, you know, um, make something stand out. But I think that it's got to the point where what may have once been something that made something stand out is no longer doing the job because everybody's kind of doing it or using the same phraseology. So. I don't know if, you know, if bands start mining the thesauruses for some other for, form of scripter, that would really, <laughs> I'd appreciate it. It also give me words to steal and use for my own personal, um, my own personal work. Um, well, what do you, so those are errors though. Like what is like some really bad, bad things? I mean, there's like, there's always the stuff where, you know, um, the, there's like a whole, diatribe about this that and then they don't send the record or they send the rec they or you know i mean they like they don't send a link or the mp3s oh it's not attached i get it um yeah. yeah i get it i mean normally when that happens i mean the thing is though stuff like that happens to the the smallest of press pr people to, to the big i mean there was something just yeah. today where um the people who take care of, uh, I'm on this mailing, I'm on a lot of mailing lists because I used to write for uh, 
alternative press and magnet. So I'm on a lot of indie rock and, um, you know, other forms of music um, press lists. Yep. And there's just something today from the people, I think the people who handle um, uh, some big name band, I can't remember, like they're a huge, like if I, if I pulled it up, you know, whatever. They sent out something and then later in the day, I got another email saying, you know, big black letters in the email, please ignore, <laughs> don't, don't mention this, don't post this anywhere, this was a mistake, oh. blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, okay, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. shit happens. I mean, we're all human, we all make mistakes, right? So, I mean, if we didn't make mistakes, most of us probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm bummed. <laughs> if, um, so, okay, so now what about when, like, for example, for the next blunder so like if someone's trying to approach you what what has been something that's basically gotten a person blacklisted from you from their approach if anything nothing nothing no man nothing i'm not Perfect. like i'm not as i'm not a stickler for that sort of thing um Fair. um i'm not gonna blacklist a band who is potentially you know a band with potential or a potentially awesome band or whatever or just a band because um someone representing them um you know forgot to spell check or someone representing them forgot to do something or you know use you know used words that i didn't like personally or something you know what i mean like i can't i'm not that petty um so yeah it's not um i don't think there's a uh a a particular formula i think that you know you're probably going to talk to other people who will tell you the complete opposite of what i'm telling you and then what, where does that leave you guys? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, what do we do now? Like this doofus says one thing and this idiot here says the other thing. And well, how do we keep these guys happy? You know what I noticed? Though, Kevin? <laughs> just just, just as, as a side on that, I, I think it's the people that have been around the longest and the people that aren't as involved on social media that have the button on people approaching them. If you can get what I mean. Okay. That's what well, I get. The one thing that I have noticed, actually, and then now, even, now that I think about it, how much time yeah, do we have? Like five minutes. Okay. Yeah. So the one thing I've noticed is that there are PR people who are metal fans, like very obvious metal fans who happen to either have got into PR, fallen into it or whatever. Yeah. And there are PR people who you can tell aren't. Yeah. And that doesn't really irk me or make me angry, but it's sort of like, it's almost like um and i don't want to seem like you know like the old the old scene grandpa dude or whatever but um i don't want to you know i i, I don't want to have to but do, but do. like somebody somebody do who it. is like sorry sorry did you, what do you have to say Leah? i said do be that be that do it no no i mean like, if, if somebody's approaching me about working you know working some band that they're working and you've never read decibel magazine like come on i i shouldn't have to you know prove myself to somebody who should know better yeah um and i think that you know i don't know if that's a a symptom of just metal becoming so saturated or bigger or the fact that now that you have younger people involved who are way more tech savvy than some of the older people and then they didn't really come into it as you know, listening, like they didn't buy Kill 'em All at a record store. You know what I mean? Back like, like old man Stuart Panko did. <laughs> but, 
you know, like I'm not, you know, like, you know, maybe they know the black album. Maybe they know, maybe they actually like the drum sound on St. Anger. I don't know. But um, <laughs> there, <laughs> there are people out there who are just approaching things from different avenues. And I can't fault them for that. But at the same time, sometimes it's, it's a, like I said, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with like such as a huge amount of stuff volume wise for me, sometimes it's like, okay, I don't want to have to like have to deal with this today. You know, some days I'm fine to deal with it. Other days I'm just like, you know what? I worked 12 hours in a hospital. I just sat in traffic on the fucking QEW for an hour coming home. I don't want to have to, this is a whole bunch of like local Toronto GTA references. I don't know. <laughs> the QEW is a very congested highway in our area. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's like, I don't want to deal with this shit. But then, you know, that's more so my cranky mood as opposed to what anybody out there is actually doing. So I can't blame them for that. Fair enough. So I think we got to wrap up here. Do you have any final words or thoughts uh, you wanted to say, Kevin, before we do? Uh, oh, this is what yes. I was going to actually. This is what I was going to mention to you actually. One of the things that I wish PR people would start doing now. Yeah. Um, now that shows are back and tours are happening, is instead of just announcing a tour, sort of give like regular updates on what's going on on those on those tours especially now that tours are you know sometimes they're happening and then they'll like you know there'll be gaps because somebody on the package gets covid and they have to cancel six dates or yeah. you know i i didn't even know this at all. the other day i don't know if you are you familiar with the eve of darkness book curtis like that no. history of toronto metal thing i i don't think so no i've never okay so there was a launch party for that book a couple weeks ago in in toronto yep. and i ran into the to Noel, who is the big metal promoter in Toronto. Yep. And I was just asking him, like, as a guy who promotes shows for a living, what the hell have you been doing the last 18 months? And we just got to talking about stuff. And he was saying that he's listed off a bunch of tours that have happened, like that have gone off without a hitch. That I didn't even know. I mean, DSI did a full US tour like a couple months ago and it went off without a hitch. No COVID, no nothing. I didn't know that. And like, I think that PR people should be jumping on this, letting people know that Hey, this shit's out there. It's happening you know, more on a day-to-day -day basis or a couple, every couple of days, whatever, as opposed to the only, and then maybe, maybe this is just me and my lack of Facebookness, but like the only real sort of connection you have with what's going on is like going to that band's Facebook page and following them. Does that make sense? It does 100%. And I'm keeping that in mind for whenever right. we get, I love cool. this. Idea. Cool. Uh, Aaliyah, did you have a final question for Kevin before we wrap up? I did, but I forgot it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I rub off. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on her. So with that, Aaliyah, you want to give the sign off and then I'll end us off? I sure will. I would like to say everybody until next time, make like a bull and throw those horns up. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.